What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage, where we're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I'm Dom with the great man, Sauce. Episode 56. And guess what, Sauce? Funnily enough, uh, we are... Today is the 28th of July, 2021. In two days' time, it is actually our uh, one-year birthday, which is very exciting. So technically, next week is a one-year birthday pod. So we're leading up to that. One year it has been. Uh, we started this journey, Doma, double coverage, uh, podcast, sports, and uh, trading card podcast. And what a journey it has been. It has been, been awesome fun. Uh, we've made a lot of connections in the hobby. Uh, we've interviewed some amazing people. Uh, we've interviewed... Had a few Lemon interviews, uh, we could say, uh, but we won't name them who they are. <laughs> but uh, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. And uh, I'm excited for the next year of this uh, journey. And uh, hopefully we can go bigger and better. Well, that's the plan, Sauce. Bigger and better, 100%. But we'll get straight into it. I think uh, the sport component, we might fly through it <laughs> literally this week. Uh, we will start with footy. We'll get into F1, UFC, NBA. Just a quick rundown of the of the draft coming up, and then straight into Le Mans of the week and hobby talk. So the sooner I get through the footy, the quicker we get to the hobby. So let's let's start round nineteen. There's some juicy stuff to talk about in the hobby. Don't you worry about oh, that. Oh, there's some juicy stuff. Uh, Port Adelaide versus Collingwood. Port Adelaide got the win. Uh, we'll keep that game. So last Brisbane versus Gold Coast, one twenty. To 71, Brisbane got the win. Uh, West Coast defeated St Kilda 94 to 86. Melbourne def- uh, lost to the Western Bulldogs 65 to 85. Adelaide defeated Hawthorne 102 to 83. Sydney defeated Fremantle 98 to 58. Geelong defeated Richmond 95 to 57. Essendon lost to the GWS Giants 66 to 53. And the Blue Baggers got touched up by my mob, North Melbourne. 116 to 77 in what was an absolute rout. And I tipped him. I tipped North and I was confident too, Doma. I was confident. Big, boy, Suv- oh boy. big Suvalaki down there with his uh Suvalaki, seven. seven seven sausages. And I tell you what, Doma, I'm gonna give him another shout out on this show. Blue Abroad Podcast. Make sure you tag him in the show this week because I want to know I want them to know that I'll I am talking week, about bro. I want them to know that I am talking about them because they are the best fan channel uh, on YouTube for Australian football. And I hope there are more fans out there that do something for their football side out there because I think there is a market for it. Um, So, look, 
Fan cams after that game, ladies and gentlemen, jump on YouTube. Go to Blue Abroad uh, uh, YouTube channel and watch the fan games post uh, the North Melbourne and Carlton game. And it is some of the best entertainment you will get this week. Let me tell you, the Carlton fans do not hold back on their side. And rightfully so, because they know that they are shit. They are not hiding it on the Blue Abroad uh, channel. They literally say so we funny, are shit. It's so and, funny. and and I can't I can't defute that point because unfortunately six years uh, they had a six year plan. They are five years into their six year plan and they are no better than what they started in year one. They're really, that they suck, They're and pretty. it's really really disheartening. Uh, I got a a friend who's. Uh, Carlton supporter, and every year he ends up saying it's the same shit. We get told we're we're improving, we're you know we're we're coming up. The the baggers, you know, we win a couple, win two in a row. The baggers are back, and here we are. Uh, here they are losing to you guys, North. Who, in my opinion, I actually think i have a further in their development along than Carlton. Yeah, you know, you you axed a hell of a lot of players in the off season. You 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 got rid of the dead weight. Uh, unlike Carlton, you know, blooding a hundred games into these duds that are still there, literally list cloggers that are you know giving you nothing. You go out and spend the money on Sard. You spend the money on Zach Williams. You spend the money on uh, who else they bought in. They got freaking. They bought in heaps of guys. They bought Lee, Lee Matthews came out and Lee Matthews Trash. came out and said that. Cripps has regressed, and I completely agree with that. I actually said to uh, mates of mine in a group, we've got a North Melbourne chat, and I love Cripps. I've spoken about Cripps on this show before, that I reckon he's a great player, but I think that he has regressed, whether it's injury or it's not yet. But the way we talk about Patrick Cripps in the Australian Football League, he's overrated, the way we are talking about him at the moment. Oh, he's the savior of the club. He's this, he's that. He's shown me nothing this year. Nothing. Nothing. All right? Don't talk about his, this big boy doing all these big things. It's just overrated talk, mate. You're making him better than what he actually is. But as simple as that. So a bit to be literally broken down for the Carlton Football Club. We'll leave that to Blue Abroad. That's their job. Uh, North Melbourne, massive loss source. Uh, coming out probably about 15 minutes before we've jumped on here. Uh, North have lost Ben Cunnington for the rest of the year. Um, he actually had to get rushed in for emergency surgery. They found a tumor on his testicle. So he's had to go, go in and get that removed. Oh, and wow. uh, he's out indefinitely. So he'll be out for the rest of the season. So... We wish him all the very yeah, best. Yeah, wish him all the best. Hopefully he's, he's so, well and, and um, you know, uh, has a speedy recovery, Doma. Yeah, but all went well successfully in report, so that's great news as well. So, But we still wish him and his family all the very best and everyone down at the North Melbourne Football Club. All right, Sauce, round 20. Let's get into it. This could possibly be your favorite game so far this year. The Bombers... Versus your second favorite team in the comp, with your, probably your favorite player in the comp, and he Sydney. got off. 
So he's going to kick seven on us. He's going to kick seven on us because he absolutely he he Essen is one of the teams. Buddy Franklin's gone. You beauty, I'm playing Essendon this week. I'm going to kick a bag. I fully expect him to kick a minimum of four goals. A minimum. We literally who are we going to play on him? James Stewart. (laughs) He's shit. Laverty, he's gonna tell him up too. Come oh, on, we got buddy. no one. We got he no get, one to even he could go, get to a thousand goals. He could get to a thousand goals this weekend. He only needs seventeen. Oh mate, oh mate. Uh, you know what? He's kicked thirteen in a game before. He's kicked thirteen yeah. in a game before. So uh, against needs, your boys, North. seventeen source, and there's three games left. Uh, he can do it. He can do it because he's gonna kick seven left. this week. He's gonna kick seven this week, though, <laughs> and I'm confident. What? And then and then he's going to kick 10 goals in three games to end the season. Yeah, easy. Oh, finals counts. Finals counts. Finals counts. They'll be there. He's got um, like five games. He's home. He's, look, he's... As I'm talking like that, uh, Sydney are going to touch us up a beauty this week. Uh, good, we uh, Look, we, we, if we uh, bring the effort that we bought against uh, GWS, we have no chance. Uh, we yeah. were lackluster. Uh, we... we Honestly, look like witches hats. The way that GWS was able to just chip the ball around, get uncontested marks, uh, they just you know played the game on their terms uh, and you know beat us rightfully so. We did not deserve to win, um, and it's unexcusable. Let's be honest, you know, freaking their best player was out, Toby Green. You know, there's three goals pretty much you know off the scoreboard, and you couldn't get the job done. So look, I'm p- tipping uh, Sydney to get the chocolate. Very nice. I'm going Sydney as well. North versus Geelong. I'm going cats. Down to Bloodstone, but I'm going to have to go with Geelong. Yeah, but you, you do, you do we'll, have we'll, a good record down there. We'll play very, very well here. We'll be very good here. Very, very good. We're a chance. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but we're a chance. Gold Coast, Melbourne. D's, uh, mate. They're D's, it D's. up. Yeah, look, I'm just going to back them in the D's. Come on. I'm tipping Gold Coast. Saints, Carlton. <laughs> Saints. You know what we want. You know what we want, Sauce. <laughs> we want the Saints to go marching in. As much as I don't rate the Saints, this is the week. This is the week. I thought last week when we beat Carlton, it was going to be the week. This is the week. They lose this game, it's over. It's over. A few people in the in the comments, we'll get to them very shortly. I'll just get through the rest of these games with Saucy, and then we'll say a few hellos to a few people in the chat. Uh, Hawthorne, Brisbane. Uh, Brizzy. I'm going Brisbane as well. Dogs, Adelaide. Dogs. So am I. GWS, Port. Uh, GWS. Toby Green, I'm I going, think, should be back. I'm going I think Port. he was just out the one week. Collingwood versus West Coast. West Coast. Uh, look, both these teams are trash, but uh, uh, surely West Coast at some point, they've got more talent on the park. Then Collingwood. I'm going West Coast as well. And then Freo, Richmond. Uh, keep in mind that my favorite player, Nathaniel Five, shoulder surgery, injured again. Uh, Most uh, injury prone, best player yeah. ever. Yeah, I think he's Walters out as, as well. well. Yeah, Tigers. Oh, look, Tigers have got a lot of injuries as well. I just think those two outs are massive. Like, that's yeah. the best two. Like, look, Dusty's out, but uh, Richmond, I just think they will. Uh, they, they should have a bit more. I mean, they they just they got beaten that first half against Geelong, and then they couldn't recover. Um, they would looked average, but I'll go with the Tigers. Same with me. All right, Sauce ladder update quickly. Uh, dogs on top. Cats are second. 
both on 56. Uh, Melbourne, third on 54. Port, fourth on 52. Lions and Swans on 48 points, fifth and sixth. West Coast, seventh on 40. Eighth is GWS. Then Essendon, Richmond, Fremantle, St. Kilda, all on 32 points, ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th. So it's a big game for St. Kilda against Carlton this week. Carlton, 13th on 28 points. Suns and Crows on 24 points, 14th and 15th. Collingwood, 16th on 20. Hawthorne and North round out the eight, 17th and 18th on 18 points. Percentage is the only thing holding us back there. Anyway, that's the AFL wrap. Coming to the end of our tipping saw, so we've got to probably get ready to do a bit of a giveaway to the people that jumped in our tipping comp. Not that I remember to actually put my tips in. So, oh, I'm I'm that far oh, off that I've just I just stopped after a while. But the winner, we will organise something. We'll for find the out who it is. We'll we'll get something for the person that wins it. Uh, and also just a hello to Adam, uh, who's in the chat. He said he listened to the Cage Pod today. So much mutual ad- admiration and awesome chemistry. Good to see the hobby banter between you guys. Appreciate you. That was a very, very fun podcast that we did on the Very weekend. fun podcast very, and very hopefully fun. a few more to come with Cage. He's a, he's a definitely. champion. He's a, he definitely is a champion. Uh, and Noah, just the let's go source. We love Prism Retail. Let's go, baby. Shout out Noah in the comments. He gave me, uh, the, he gave me the heads up today. Uh, he dropped me a message, said... Uh, uh, a certain place has some stock. Get here ASAP. I literally dropped what I was doing. I was sitting in front of my computer, jumped up out of the back of the chair, was literally, boom, chair fell over, just left it on the floor, jumped over it, ran downstairs, chucked me shoes on, and ran out the door. And I was uh, down there in 15 minutes. I happened to get one box, and it was one per person. But you'll see here, I have two. Now, how I did that, I'm not going to tell you, but I got two. And I'm happy about it because that means I'm going to rip one and hold one. Uh, so oh, uh, there's look, some content coming onto our uh, channel. That's exactly right. Oh, look okay. out in the near future. There will be a prison rip on the channel. Uh, and hopefully there is a Lamello redemption in there or an Anthony Edwards uh, auto or a Patrick Williams auto or a Kenya oh, Martin auto. One of those four. I'll be stoked. Beautiful. All right. Let's move on. F1. Uh, just an update. It is the Hungarian Grand Prix this week. Uh, you can tune in to Off The Grid. It is back. Clearly, we do it on race day during the race. So feel free to jump into that podcast anytime on Sunday here, Saturday over in the state. Oh, Monday, Saturday. Yeah, well, Sunday night here, Monday morning here. So uh, tune in, have a laugh with myself, uh, Lukey, Azuro. I think Ant might be on this week as well. Uh, Saucy is available. He'll definitely be on and we'll be talking... Uh, all things F1, cards, sport, you name it. We'll be loving it. And the, the great man's back, Verstappen. He's, he's back with a vengeance too. So I'll be very excited for this race. Uh, all right, Sauce, so UFC. UFC. Let's, uh, let's bring it up. UFC cards. So we obviously we had UFC fight night, Sandhagen versus Dillashaw. And look, Dom, I, I'm going to say, I'm not really, I'm not really sure how... Uh, if anyone doesn't know, uh, TJ Dillashaw won that fight. I'm, I'm not. I'm sort of sure how he won the fight, but you know, we'll talk about it when I get to it. So we'll run through the results. You had uh, Adrian Yanez in the bantamweight division defeating Randy Costa with a KO in the second round. In women flyweight. You had Macy Barber 
defeating Miranda Maverick in a third round decision. Uh, featherweight, uh, you had Darren Elkins defeating Derek Mina in uh, with a KO in the second round. The bantamweight division, you had Raulin Paiva defeating Kyla Phillips uh, with a decision in uh, over three over three rounds. And the main event, bantamweight, you had T.J. Dillashaw defeating Corey Sandhagen uh, in a, uh, five rounds, uh, went to the judges' scorecards, and uh, T.J. Dillashaw was victorious. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure if you tuned in and watched the fight. I watched the fight. Uh, it was actually we, we were actually doing uh, the podcast with uh, Cage at the okay. time, and I actually had it on another screen. I was watching it. Look, I, c- I can understand where the where the referees, uh, where the judges, uh, you know, tipped it towards uh, Dillashaw, um, because he, he was able to uh, secure some takedowns, get a bit of cage control in the clench and you know he had a bit of control of that but if you're talking about like shots landed and just like getting beat up Corey Sandhagen didn't even look like he was in a fight at the end of the fight TJ Gillisaw looked like he'd been gone for 10 rounds not five 10 right that's how beat up his face was I don't understand how how you know strikes don't count for more in the UFC because at the end of the day, the fans and just the public that watch UFC, they prefer to see strikes. They don't the want strikes to. Are, strikes a majority of what get the KO source. So if you need exactly a significant right. strike, like a large, like a massive cross, a cross or overhand, and it rocks a guy, that should be like bloody triple points. If you're rocking a guy with your punch, or connecting flush, like surely you get extra points for that. Yeah, look, it was just it was just a matter of uh, quantity, and Sandhagen just just busted him up. Look, uh, Sandhagen did come out on Twitter, and you know he he, he immediately said, um, you know, it's his own fault for not doing more to to you know push it on the judges. Um, it was you know Sandhagen was fighting a lot on the back foot, but he was doing it well. Like you know Dillashaw tried to get the. Uh, octagon dominance, sort of demand the center and, you know, always pushing forward and, and putting Sandhagen up against the fence and Sandhagen was sort of uh, skirting around and, and it was just sort of, that's how the fight played out. But um, I, I, look, whatever it is, uh, he did say that, you know, he should have done more to put no doubt in the judges' minds that he was the winner. Um, unfortunately, that's just the way that the fighting game goes. Sometimes you, you can't always, you know, get the get the win and that's why you just you, sometimes you you got to show that you're more active um so look unfortunately Sandhagen did not get the chocolates uh Dillashaw victorious but we move on to this week uh where we have another uh fight on uh fight night on this weekend on Sunday uh kicks off at 8 a.m the main card the prelims I believe kick off from 6 a.m so it is fight night Hall versus Strickland run through the main card see how many I can butcher all right welterweight division Brian Barbrana versus Jason Witt uh flyweight division Ryan Beno versus Zaruka Adishiv. uh welterweight division Nicholas Stolles versus Jared Gooden Gooden, Gooden, I think it's just Gooden. Uh, woman strawweight. Uh, um, I have no idea how to say this lady's name. Chian, 
Chien Boys versus Gloria de Paula. Uh, that one, that lady sounds like uh, she's Spanish or something. Um, Brazilian. Uh, Bantamweight, uh, Kang Kung Ho versus Rain, Rani Yaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is literally what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the middleweight division, you got Yara Hall against Sean Strickland. That is the main event. Um, Doma, it's going to be a big one, but it's not going to be as big as uh, the event following that on uh, Sunday, the 8th of August, where you know the number one man, Derek Hot Bowls. Lewis is back in action. So look, looking past this weekend to next weekend, that is where I'm really excited, Donna. So USC roundup for another week. Beautiful. You need nice. this Sunday. That's it. Uh, Joel, how are you going? Uh, first day of lockdown freedom. Yep. It's good to be out. Uh, wishing all our friends in New South Wales all the very best as well. They are in lockdown and, as it got mentioned today, it's extended for another four weeks. So minimum uh, is end of August. That's if this be changes. There, been there and done that, mate, not, uh, for yeah, quite a little quite. while. For quite a little while. We know how it feels. It's Yeah, it sucks, mate. It sucks. So uh, is, all is of the advice, mate. stay safe. Olympics are on. Have the Olympics on. Premier League starts up. Get on the Premier League. Don't worry, mate. Just try and occupy your, your time with some with some sport. Get on the on podcast. You got time to put some podcasts on, mate. He, here's a tip for anyone out there: put on two x speed. At the beginning, I, ta- I, I taught this trick to source. Yeah, at the beginning, it's going to be like I cannot understand one word these people are saying. But your brain will adjust to it. Your un- like the way that you understand Look, it. I, I, it I don't go on that much. It. On Spotify, there's a 1.5, and there's also no, a 1.8. You go, yeah, that's too much for me. 1.5, I'm, I'm comfortable. 1.8 is, you know, it's it's doable. Bro, I'm on 2X. I listened to the bloody crossover today, the whole two-hour and five-minute podcast in literally an hour. It's elite. That's it's good. so good, mate. More podcasts. I just get through them. I churn them out. I love it. I love it. So there, there's some advice. And then obviously you got Netflix and all your types of – Streaming services, mate. You're not expected to do any work. We all know that. So that's why the government will go after you. Forget about it. Bloody lemons. So you just enjoy your time. Make the most of it with your family and uh, just stay safe. All right, let's move on to the NBA saucy draft week. Uh, We thought about talking about the Olympics. Mm. Boomers are good. They're looking good. They can do better. Um, We can briefly touch on it. USA, keep complaining as much as you want. That's fine. Uh, not going to change anything. I read something today that uh, the NBA is going to be looking to change their uh, foul calling rules source. Oh, because of Trey Young. Yeah, that's all right. But, James Harden. But this is, yeah, but this is what I mean. Yeah, but now they're changing it. When James Harden's been doing this for five years, mate. He's been doing it for five years, and now they're going to change it because Trey Young started doing it, but Trey Young started doing it in a different manner. It was, you know... It looks. It doesn't look natural what Trey Young does. Like it does. It doesn't look like basketball, right? It just doesn't. And it's funny. Yeah, there's a clip where Steve Nash has a go at him from the sidelines this year when he's playing against Brooklyn, and he's arguing the ref, saying that's not a basketball play. Like since when is anyone do that playing basketball? Like it doesn't. No one does that, right? 
And you could say yeah. the same about James Harden. I was going to say, I'll is, make the same argument, mate. He gets, what, he gets, what, he, he gets Harden, the call. Harden drives to the ring, and every time he cocks his head back, it's like he's got whiplash out of a car accident, mate. That's how hard he's getting hit. And it's not even like a feather's touching him. And he's whiplash. Oh, and one. And they just yell, like, come on. Give me a spell. Grow up, James. It, it needed to be done. It needed to, it be, done. to be done. But uh, they beat Iran, so they're back today, Team USA. They beat Iran by 55, so, you know, they're going to win it all now. So That's a C, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a C minus for me. Yeah. but the A big plus thing, would have been 100. The, the a would have been 80. B is 70 plus. That's, but that's the, an average performance. It is an average performance. Um, Boomers looking good for medal contention, which is going to be great. Uh, they just got to keep pushing and plugging along. But the, the one that I do want to talk about, clearly, Luca the Don. He's just taking the piss, Sauce. He really is. Like, he's taking the piss. And I, and I put something up in the story on during the week, and I said, if Luca goes on to win gold, what does this do for him as a player? I'm telling you the significance of him winning a gold medal in the grand scheme of basketball is going to be very, very impactful he's going to on, his, need more to on him his legacy. Than winning an NBA championship, though, he did say that. He, he said yeah. that. I'll be honest, like Sauce. I, I, and people, you can hit me up in the DMs. This is my little hot take. You can put me on blast. I don't really give a shit, to be honest. But the the talent crop currently playing internationally is a lot better than a decade, two decades ago. You go look at the NBA. Look at who the MVPs have been, the people in talks for M, uh, MVP. Like, we had Embiid. He's not American. Like, we had Jokic. We've had Giannis. We've had all these players. And then you go internationally and you look how good some of the, the talent is, like Luca. And Giannis is playing for Greece. And then you've got Serbia's got Jokic. And I'm just putting it out there. Go Bear plays for France. I'm just putting Rainy it out Defensive there. player of the year. What, how many defensive times? Three? Three time defensive Three player of the year? Something. I'm just saying the quality of guys is unbelievable. All right. It's not like the LeBron and Kobe teams and the Dream team where they're just beating up on. On guys and the best player that they had to play, the best team they played was Croatia, and they had like Kukoc, which I understand he's a good player, but Kukoc ain't no Luca the Don. Yeah, he's putting that out there too. So I know Giannis, I know Giannis, I know Jokic. So it means a lot. I reckon it means a lot for his legacy, right? It's it's a bit better than Barkley's gold medal. I think even if he medals, man, even if he medals, that would be massive. Yeah, but it's you got to remember, he had to he had to play in qualifying just to get there. He's the, mate. He's the man. I, I, outside of the boomers winning everything, source. If they're not winning it, I want Luca the Don. You have to be going for Luca the Don. You don't want Team USA winning. Adam says Korkmaz in uh, for Turkey. Yeah, Forkan Korkmaz. That's it, mate. Uh, he looked great. He, he's Turkish, a role player. The, the, the we're, we're, talk, delight, we're talking about, we're talking about genuine superstars that are now literally aren't, aren't American. Genuine, like, superstars. Mate, Evan Fournier gave Team USA a bath in the bloody game against, like, France against uh, Team USA. Mate, this soft, touchy bullshit, the, like, that's why we always laugh when people say, oh, this guy's coming out of Europe. Oh, this guy's coming out of Australia. Mate, those leagues are 10 times 
more tough than what the NBA is, mate. The NBA is this cotton wool bubble wrap league compared to Europe, uh, Europe and the NBL. Like, grow up. Seriously, it is. Go watch some of the shit in the officiating and you'll be like, oh, it's literally like finals uh, playoff basketball in the NBA, but in the regular season. And it gets harder when it gets to the their playoffs. To just imagine it, that intensity is, for a season. People don't know because people, you know, they don't watch it. They don't watch watch it, it. and they don't, and they they don't don't know. They just, they just judge on something that they don't know. We watch it. If you, if you don't, if you don't know, don't give an opinion. Exactly, we watch it. We can make the opinion. I've watched Euroball, mate. Like we've got BT Sport that put Euro up there, and we see it. We watch it. We see it. I'm just saying. So don't judge a book by its cover, mate. Go watch it. The old saying. And... The old saying. Yeah, the old wise tale. I'm not standing by just because the NBL is an Aussie league. It's true. It ain't no cupcake league. Yeah. It ain't no cupcake league like yeah. the good, great man Corey Homicide Williams said. Yeah, Corey Homicide, man. He's, he's elite. And uh, on that front, too, massive uh, deal huge. signed. Huge. NBL with uh, KO Sports and ESPN. Every game to be massive. televised. On there, so massive going into next year. All right, More exposure. One, All right, one second. Let me let me share my screen here. All right, let me share my screen. I'm going to bring up the uh, ESPN uh, mock draft. We're just going to run through the little bit of a mock draft. Look, we did a bit more in depth analysis on the previous draft uh, last last year, but I'm not going to give too much this year because I found. I can't really tell guys, you know, obviously you got the top three where, you know, most people are going to try buy them. Um, but I, other than that, you actually need to see them play, you know? And you like, for instance, last year, you're seeing Kenya Martin play. Like I, I wouldn't have gone and bought Kenya Martin play uh, cards until I've actually seen him play and seen what he, he done that last stretch of the season. Now I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to try pick up, you know, a couple of Kenya Martin cards and, and same with Patrick Williams, watched him throughout the season was like, this guy's got talent, um, like the way he plays. And, you know, you got to have a bit of a basketball sense about, about it. And look, the one thing about Patrick Williams was he was guarding a lot of good players and he did really well against them. So that was, you know, voted well for, for him and, and made me want to collect these cards. Um, so obviously we've got the number one uh, Detroit Pistons. They've, they're going to pick up Cade Cunningham, no doubt about it. Uh, he is out and out the number one prospect without doubt. Um, if they don't pick him, they've they've already, they've bottled it. Let's let's be honest, but I, they're going to take him. Uh, number two, Houston, Jalen Green. This So this is from ESPN. So there's plenty of mock drafts out there. Um, that might say different, but this is just what they're uh, saying that they believe is going to be the guys. Um, it's always good to go have a look here. So then maybe you can even go do your bit of research. And I, it's not about picking the guys out of the top 10. It's about finding the sleeper that's, you know, from 10 to 60. Onwards. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Because there's always, in every draft, there's always a sleeper. Um, there's always a sleeper that, you know, always comes out to be a decent player. Uh, you know, look no further than Giannis. Uh, I can't remember the pick that Jokic was. Uh, if I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if he was in the top ten. Um, but there's been plenty over the time. Cleveland Cavaliers, they've got number three pick there, uh, as touted to take even Evan Mobley from USC, Toronto Raptors, Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. He's going to be a good player. Uh, I think that's, that's what they need player. too. They're, they're in a rebuild. They're in a bit of a rebuild too. Yeah, Toronto. they are in a rebuild. Right. He's a good player. 
Orlando Magic, Scotty Burns, small forward, power forward. Obviously, we know they've got uh, RJ Hampton. He's a shooting guard. They've got Cole Anthony. He's a point guard. So, you know, looking for that small forward, power forward position, uh, you know, especially with years of age. Especially with Jonathan Isaac. They don't know he's uh, Yeah, look, we don't know. ACL, that's a tough one to come back from, Dommer. That's a tough one. Twice. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. How good is he going to be on the comeback? Yeah, they're just hoping – you know he's going to be okay, but this is their contingency plan if if it if it all fails, like at the at the ball club, because they got Mo Bumba there at center as well as the big fella. And when he actually got minutes after they moved out, he was Vucevic, good. He was good. He was good. So you know, good more, young more Bumba. for Orlando, oh, uh, Oklahoma City, uh, James Burke Knight from UConn, uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, they are from Minnesota, Jonathan uh, Kuminga, uh, Orlando Magic from Chicago. So that's, I'm guessing that means Chicago has the pick, but it goes to yeah, Orlando. Yeah. Um, Moses Moody from Arkansas, Sacramento Kings, France Wagner from Michigan, uh, Memphis Grizzlies, Josh Giddy, the Australian. Uh, they believe uh, they are very, very high on Giddy, who played uh, for the Adelaide 36ers last season in the NBL and absolutely put on a show. Uh, one to watch. He's only 19 years of, uh, of age. He's not even 19 yet. Um, and let's hope he does well. Uh, I'm not sure. He, he, you know, let's hope he does well in the NBA and we'll see where he gets picked up. Uh, Memphis is massively high on him. Uh, be good we'll for run, him to go we'll, play with Ja Moran and uh, JJJ. Yeah. That would be very nice. It will be. It will be. Uh, look, I don't know. He will be playing, definitely be playing uh, backup. Uh, but, you know, he can actually, he might even be able to play the shooting guard position. So uh, he's, he's got a bit more height. So uh, Charlotte Hornets at 11, they're touted to take Corey Kispert from uh, Gonzaga. San, San Antonio Spurs have number 12, uh, Alpern Sangun from Bekitash, which is uh, a Turkish uh, side uh, in the Euro League. Uh, Indian Indiana Pacers, sorry, uh, Davion Mitchell from Baylor, uh, Golden State Warriors, Chris Durante uh, from Oregon, Washington Wizards, Trey Murphy from Virginia. I don't know how far down the list I'm going to probably just go to number 20 and then we'll move on, Doma. Uh, 20 is the guy. Oklahoma City Thunder uh, from Boston, Keon Johnson from Tennessee, uh, New Orleans Pelicans uh, from Memphis, Cameron Thomas from LSU, Oklahoma City Thunder from Miami. So when I say from Miami, that means that Miami has the pick, but it goes to OKC. Uh, Jalen Johnson from Duke, small forward, power forward. Uh, New York Knicks, Usman Garuba from Real Madrid, another EuroLeague team. So uh, a lot more teams looking outside the bubble. Obviously, massive Euro talents come out in the last, you know, five years, six years. So looking there. And here's Doma, well, who's, who Doma is talking about, Zaire Williams from right. uh, Stanford, uh, going to Atlanta Hawks, shooting guard, small forward. Um, I've spoken a lot about this guy, obviously high school too. There was a lot of um, spotlight around this kid when he was in high school. Um, now, he's played pretty well. He averaged almost 11 points, almost five boards and two assists on uh, 37% field goal percentage at Stanford. I reckon he could be a bit of a, a steal. If he goes to Atlanta at 20, that's just me, in my opinion. But as we know, we all thought Denny of Deja was going to dominate when he went pick forward to the Wizards last year. And he's 
at the moment, if he had to end his career today, he's a bust. Like it, at the that. moment, he looks no better than Dario Saric. Straight out, he looks Definitely. like a Dario Saric type of player. And Dario Saric, that, that's that's an insult to Dario Saric because Dario Saric actually consistent yeah. consistent play. He's just had a few injuries. Unfortunately, he's had his ACL go. So, but. That's it, all. And look, I, I could keep going down the list, ladies and gents, but literally just type in uh, NBA mock draft on Google, uh, find the ESPN one, find the CBC Sports, whatever. Go have a look through them. Uh, do your research. Go have a look at their college stats and uh, their shooting percentages. Uh, maybe do a bit of uh, Google search on them. Maybe might be able to find a, a YouTube video or two, some highlights. And go have a look. That's what it's all about. It's about doing your research, uh, you know, looking into these guys, seeing uh, what you think is going to be a strength that's going to transition to the NBA. Uh, because there are guys out there that, you know, they come to, they look brilliant in college, and they come to the NBA, and it's a different beast, and they just can't handle it. And then there's guys out there that in college look no further than Patrick Williams. What came off the bench, averaged six points in college. But uh, comes to the NBA and looks like he's built for the NBA, right? So that's why I'm saying, you know, doing your research and and you know having a few guys on your radar now is important because it's early on when the product drops and there's not too many games being played, you're going to be able to pick up some guys under the radar, um, and then have that opportunity to flip them later on down the track when people go, oh, shit, he's good. You know, uh, for instance, you know, Kobe White was one. I seen him early early days. He dropped one game. He dropped 27 points. He, I think he hit six threes of nine, six of nine threes. And I was like, oh, let me have a look at this guy. Like, he looks like he's a, he's a shooter, right? When I picked up a few of his base cards, I was buying them off people on, on eBay, uh, on Facebook, sorry, for $1 to $3 for a prison base. Towards the, he, he won Rookie of the Month. One month towards the end of the season, in his rookie season, and people were buying those same base cards for twenty bucks. Doma, boy oh boy, did I get rid of them! Uh, I shipped yeah. them out, sold about six or seven of them. Said thank you very much. I literally turned fifteen bucks into like one hundred and fifty bucks, and I was like, thank you. Uh, I'll take that every day of the week. And that came down to like being aware, doing your research, having a few guys on your radar, and uh, you know being ready to pounce when the time was there. Yes, cosmic. Uh, I am ready for a new draft class as well. Uh, it's always a fun time of the year when the draft class happens, and it's always fun to see the Knicks fans' reactions uh, into who they are drafting. It's always one of the best parts of the draft. It really is. truly is. All right, Sauce, let's move on. We've flown through this. Uh, it is time for this week's Le Monde of the Week and came to your attention, so you will. Set the scene for us on this one. Doma, Giannis, and the Bucks won the championship. Champ is here. So many people, you know, uh, posting their Giannis cards, posting their Chris Middleton cards, posting their Drew Holiday cards, whatever it Good may positivity. be. Positivity. And going through stories and, you know, plenty of congratulation, uh, me included, as you should be, should be happy for, for the Bucks organization, should be happy to, uh, for Giannis and Chris Middleton uh, because they were, they were able to do it, you know, build it uh, the right way and get it done, uh, stayed stick through thick and thin and were able to bring the chip home to uh, Bucks Nation. But then 
I was flicking through and I came across one guy's story and I seen it. And Dom, I had to screenshot it because I was like, this is possibly a candidate for uh, Lamont of the week. And so here we are flicking through and he shared a post and it was of Yana celebrating fist pumping the caption on, on, on the post uh, from ESPN was I could go to a super team and and just do my part and win a championship, but this is the hard way to do it, and we did it. Now, Doma, I'm going to bring up the sheen, uh, screen share, and you're going to see what the other bit at the top says. Doma, read it for me. Love the mentality, but he won basically on the fact that this season had the most injuries ever. That's now, nice. if anyone could see that, uh, Mr. Mudman Sports Cards, <laughs> at Mudman Sports Cards, what you are saying here is complete, complete lemonish, right? I've coined that, lemonish. <laughs> this is why we're at this point. That's why we're at this point, and we're talking about it. So you're telling me that because injuries – it's an it's an asterisk on his championship. So let's look back, Doma. Let's look back at some more asterisks, should we? Uh, Kawhi with Toronto, asterisk. Uh, Golden State Warriors when he they beat the Cavs when Kyrie and uh, Kevin Love were out, asterisk. Uh, what else, Doma? Have you got a few more for me? Yeah, we can go to the 90s source. We can go to 94, 95, uh, 90, uh, sorry, yeah. What, what, yeah, what, 93, 94, 94, 95. Houston Rockets won uh, the title. Probably doesn't count because Jordan was retired, so it doesn't count. Asterix. Asterix. Jordan wasn't there, so. Asterix. Asterix. It's just always an asterisk. Always an asterisk, is there? Because there's injuries in yeah, every right. season. This is what makes the NBA. Because don't forget, he's a guy at who hyperextended his knee. We thought he'd done his ACL. And he came out there and put on one of the greatest finals performances of all time. To call his championship, you're pretty much calling it an asterisk, right? They're saying because there's all the injuries, that's the only reason he won. That, sir, gives you the lemon of the week. Mudman Sports Cards. Seriously, brother, that is an absolutely horrendous take. You cannot say that. That is what makes the NBA the NBA. It is the survival of the fittest. Giannis and the Bucks stayed the fittest. They, they played the best. They won the championship. That yeah. is that. It's pretty straightforward right. and simple. Are you telling me that the Lakers championship last year was an asterisk? Gorgon Dragic out. Who else did you have out? You had another person injured too? Um, yeah, as well. No, Dragic. That was Dragic it. was oh yeah, he was massive in that in in the playoffs. So there's another asterisk for you. It doesn't make sense, mate. It doesn't make sense. That's the NBA. Injuries are part of the game. You, sir, are a lemon. Unfortunately, <laughs> you have gone into the running for the biggest and best 
award in the hobby. That is, oh, I've just dropped cards everywhere. The uh, the BGS Lemon provided to us by uh, Adam from Beats and Breaks. Mate, you might win this at the end of the year. And this is the, there's only one. This is a one of one. One of one. All right. Graded zero gem munted. Don't worry Bang. about it. We'll be get we're getting a, a new Le Mans uh, of the year card uh, sorted by Adam. We'll, we we'll, we'll talk Adam. We'll get that stuff sorted, mate. Some custom stuff for this uh, segment. <laughs> All right, sauce. I've got nothing to say on it, to be honest. In my opinion, it's a, it, it's a lemon act. Hopefully, he takes it in his stride in good spirits. Uh, and feel free anytime to come on and debate us in the live. That'd be very, very fun. All right, so let's move on to some hobby talk. Just quickly on the hobby talk. All right. I know we're in here. So we're about to jump in. But when really cool things happen in the hobby, albeit we are running live at the moment, my suggestion is hopefully you've got two devices. You can open one on one side and you can listen to us on another side. But uh, Cherry is currently live with uh, Andrew Bogut. So very nice stuff there. They happen to get Andrew Bogut on there live on Instagram. So awesome get by the boys down there. But stay with us here at Double Coverage, mate. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) This is where the value is because this is the number one segment of the show, Hobby Talk. Here we go. Let's get into it, Dom. Let's get into some blockchain. Huge week. All right. So we had literally on Monday, we had Sneaker Spotlight drop, insert packs. Uh, We had the Blue Circle Prison packs drop today. And the Gold Prison packs will be dropping on Friday. So Thursday, 10 a.m. in the States. Uh, Just a bit of a rundown on it. The Sneaker Spotlight feature two base base cards and one Sneaker Spotlight insert number two, 500. You know what I can do now, Source, because I fixed this up. Instead Get it happening, a, brother. Instead of being a Le Mans. There we go. Bang! Here's what some of the cards look like. There you go. The popular challenge inserts will continue as well for the week. Blah, 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 blah. Revamp marketplace combining auction and public gallery sections to form one big marketplace source. Enhanced search filter functionality. A new sales section on the marketplace, which will give you the ability to filter for specific cards and look up the sales history. Oh, mate. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I've been calling for this for six months, Thomas. Yeah, but it's for these source. I don't think it's going to be for the... I hope it's previous stuff too. Uh, clubbing cards to show similar products in auctions will give users the ability to see all listings that are currently active. For the same card, as well as given the ability to sort by serial number or price, uh, there is also the ability to list packs in the auction. So it's pretty much becoming NBA Top Shot, but for NFT cards. That's what Panini's pretty much telling us. Uh, here's a quick sneak peek, sneak peek at the cards that we're dropping this week. So here's the sneaker spotlights. You can get Luca the Don. Here's the blue circles in here as well. Luca the Don in there. There's Lamello. Here's the golds. Looking awesome as well. Zion Jar. Good to see they good good to see they've uh you know 
gone uh, original and tried to change up the uh, NFT compared to the actual cards. Really, really good by Panini. I'm I'm just saying, Doma. They could do anything with this. This is digital, yeah. Like you could do some crazy shit, and yep. they're just they're just feeding us the same cards that it's the actual card. Like it's to me, it's well, it I is. Don't, I don't look, guys. There is money to be made in this. Look, I will say that, yeah. There is money to be made in this. If you are savvy, if you understand the NFT, if you've had a bit of experience with Top Shot, the lowered minted numbers are the ones you want to be going after. Hey, Doma, don't go – share your screen again and go to the blockchain oh, store shit. because there's some absolute ripper um, uh, Dutch auctions on at the moment. Is there – why aren't they showing those in the thing anymore? They're not having that in you the nice go, lands. you got to go blockchain and then no, click blockchain right. store. What are you doing? But you can't access it from where I was. Is that a different website you were on or something? That's just their blog page. Hasn't got like the menu up the top. Uh -huh. I there see. You go. Here's, here's some featured packs, by the way. That's the prices of them. The prison. I was going to get one of those $99 packs, but I just can't justify it, man. Because for $99, I can go buy myself a, a Patrick Williams auto, who's someone who yeah. I actually want. An auto. An, an, a, I can go buy an auto for yeah, $99. Is it on the public, public auction? No, blockchain store. Blockchain. Blockchain. Right. There you go. Oh, my days. Rippers. Some absolute rippers. Wow, Zah. There you go. Logo Man, Luke of the Dawn. These are all digital plus physical cards. Who have we got here? Travis, Travis Etienne Jr. Collegiate Tag. Look at that. Jewel. Clemson. Jewel, Jewel Auto. Wiseman. Anthony Edwards. Laundry Tag. Auto. Tua Tagabailoa. These are a one on one. That's an That's auto patch auto. That's a sick patch. Then we've got a patch auto of Donovan Mitchell. Patch auto for DK Metcalf. All these so far that have been autos are all stickers. We've got an on card Shaquille O'Neal auto. Josh Allen. Shield Star auto. So patch auto there. Uh, Heston. Kerstad. He's a prospect. Jerry Judy, Shield, Auto, Derek Carr, Laundry Tag. Oh, sorry. Patch Star, Auto. Jason Vegas Dominguez. Lamont will be that one. That's his favorite player. Yeah, he's all over that. Emmanuel Quickly, Logo, Man, Auto. Joey Bart, Kobe White, Logo, Man, Auto. Isaac Okoro, Patch, Auto. And Denny Avdija. Logo Man Auto. So some nice cards in there, Source. Nice cards. There is. I'm sure I seen someone during the week that said that you can find the price that they sold at on the Bucks auction. I'm sure. I've got to find out. I've got to, got to find, find out. I've got, got to find, find out. It. I might but look in the background while we when we move on. I'll in, do in terms of in terms of what you spoke about before that they're making updates to their platform. Um, that's that's. That's good because that's something that uh, obviously Maddie, our yeah. mates at uh, uh, Luca Tigers Bronze uh, Cage uh, have been talking about him and Goldberg, and that was one thing that Cage mentioned was they did need to improve the platform before he started spending more money on there, which 
it was pretty average, Tom. I did have have a look at it. Uh, you know, you, you, you've got that much money, Panini. You you got to do better. Like, you you got to do better. Uh, so it's good to see that they are making improvements. They sure are, Source. They sure are. All right. As we do every week now, because they've been so transparent, and they like letting us into what's happening behind the scenes. Here's a HGA update for you. Uh, this is from Tyler Kitt, the CEO of HGA. Hey everyone, we're getting close to our TCG location being open. We are now less than a month away from our pro- projected opening of August 23rd. So TCG is coming to HGA. With that being said, they're making a few changes. They're moving sub days. For sport from Tuesday to Monday, so subs will open yeah on a Monday at 5 p.m. We'll continue to open Mondays going forward with TCG looming. They're getting ready to have multiple submissions through the same portal and have them evenly spaced throughout the week. Uh, when they open TCG, they plan on having the TCG submission starting on a Thursday. Uh, custom labels are now definitely $20. Uh, they have dedicated the absolute best from our team going forward to make sure you're receiving a label that is heads and shoulders above the rest. We continue to look for even better ways to improve labels and customs as well. So that's just a quick update there. Pretty good. TCG is coming source, which is very, very exciting. Very nice. All right, let's move on. PSA films on cards. Yeah, look, something, something interesting topic. It's an interesting topic, isn't it, Donna? Because uh, there was word out there that, you know, when the whole Genement thing came out with PSA, they, they've got acquired Genement and so on, uh, and they were saying they're going to do an invisible fingerprint on a card so we can tell whether the card has been graded previously. Now, I thought that meant with the technology, the high-resolution imaging, they would be able to tell literally each card from each card. Um, But that is not the case. Their actual invisible fingerprinting is a very thin plastic film that they place over the card. That's their fingerprint. And I found this out because I was in the comments of uh, someone and who grades a lot on uh, with PSA and he goes, I'm going to, cr-, you know, he's had a picture of his card. And he said, I'm going to, it was a little video and he said, I'm going to crack this and resub it. And someone asked the question, well, how can you resub it when they've got their fingerprinting uh, on it? You know, they'll, they'll know that you've subbed it already. And he goes, no, nah, no, nah, all it is is just a plastic film over the card. You just take that off and then they don't know and you can send it in. So really we're back to stage one where I thought that I had made advancements PSA we're back to stage one. If you get a PSA 8, PSA 9, you don't like it, crack and resub. That's that's the moral of the story because at some point, you'll get the grade you want. And I actually seen another post today that someone cracked 20 PSA 9 Zions and sent them back and got 20 PSA 10s. Really? Interesting that was, enough. That was, that Interesting was, in the, enough. That was uh, a post in the sports card nonsense uh, Facebook group uh, from someone who, who had seen it from someone else. Uh, and that story is true. It is 100% true. And it's funny. It. You know, uh, it seems to be the moral of the story. If you don't like the grade, crack it and resub it. Because, you know, without, without software grading and AI grading, I mean, HGA, they say we will grade your card uh, accurately 100% of the time. And I asked uh, Tyler when we had them on the show that 
So if I don't like my grade of 8.5 or 9, Tyler, and I crack it and resub it back to HGA, it should still get an 8.5 or 9, whatever that grade was. I won't get a 9.5 or I won't get a 10. It should get the same grade. And he goes, yep, we, you know, he said yes. So that means, you know, their technology actually means something. Because if you're unable to crack that card and sub it back to them and you get the same grade, like you crack that and send it and get the same grade, that's but, what a grading company should do. Not are we, conf- are we confirmed though on the film though? Are we confirmed? Yeah, that's that's what but, their invisible but, fingerprint is. But but yeah, but the, uh, I can't believe it sounds like I'm fucking sticking up for PSA here. You're gonna you're gonna kill me. But go on. But it's like. Is this probably like the pre-fingerprint before the actual fingerprint comes? Because they're still working towards implementing that AI tech. So I don't know. I don't. I, yeah, source. I don't know why they put a film over it and that's their fingerprint. Does that like record the card that it's been filmed that they know it's in their database now? Because if someone cracks it like you're saying and they pull the film off and it's gone, that's it. Like, it's not in the database that it's fingerprinted. Like, that's what you're saying. You can resub them. I get that. Yeah. But surely on their end, they've done the due diligence, which now I'm really pushing pushing it by saying they're doing what I'm about to say, that they're putting the film on the card, but they're doing the due diligence and logging the fact that this card has come through their system. So down the track in three months' time when it gets cracked and resubmitted, they can just go, Man, this came through three months ago. This is this is what it is. It's a nine. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I'm not even going to bother. It's a nine. Or do you think that the film is the extent of its source and they've done no recording on their side? Well, this is the thing. We don't know because they don't tell us anything, right? But if the film's there and by leaving the film on and you sub it, well, clearly they're going to know it's been subbed because they're yeah. the only people that put the film on there. So if you take it off, then they're not going to know it's been subbed. Now, if it's not a numbered card, how do they know? How Tell me, how do they know? And yeah, the only way point. that I could think would be a plausible explanation would be the high-resolution images, the, the technology, and that can tell it, right? But we also don't know because they don't tell us anything. So this is, you know, this is me speculating on, on what they're actually doing. Um, I'm not sure, but all I do know is that that, whether that is the extent of their fingerprint, which at this point does seem to be the case, you're still good to crack and resub. Uh, as long as you pull that film off, yeah. you should be fine. Well, there you go. Uh, just that leads into something very, very interesting that I don't know if you're still in the in the chat, but Matty Campbell uh, did pose a question to us. He said that he heard this on Luca Tigers Bronze and I heard the same thing as him. Uh, the top graders at every grading company would probably be doing the short turnarounds rather than the 30 and 60 day turnarounds. So would you think there is some better chance of getting tens if you send it to a 60 day rather than a, f- a five day because the 60 day is an inexperienced grader and you uh, as on a five day as you rather get a grader of two to five years experience than rather than a 20 year experience vet in grading cards. Now, Goldberg actually went on to say that that was a play. Like he was deliberately sending sending cards 30 to 60 days instead of express on a five day. And he was getting- Yeah, and he, and he did have one anecdotal story and yeah. you know, he said, take it 
for what you yeah, will. What it, is, it is yeah. it is one sample size. Um, yeah, I th- I think there's some there's some plausible notion to that, Doma. I really do think there is. Uh, you know, I I really I feel like the the inexperienced graders would be less like less harsh than the experienced ones. But there are also there is also people out there that believe the more you pay, the better grade you get. But it's not always the case. And I have not had people say, you know, sending stuff, sending bigger cards on a faster uh, turnaround because you pay more money, they give you a better grade. And I'm like, yeah, I sort of I, like I get it. I see, can see how you feel that way. But also, I'm like, uh, I I don't know. But it's all look, risk it, and re- it's it's a risk it and re- re- uh, reward. If you get the ten, that's the reward. Like you might you yeah. might do the, play the risk and you might not get no reward. You might think you get you're subbing a ten and it comes back as an eight. Like you don't know. You that's it. All comes down to human human eye, really. At the end of the day, so you know it's to their discretion. Yeah, look, on, and, and until we get until we get the notion that like or or, or you know explanation, you know how they're doing it or how they're implementing software, AI, whatever they want to call it to do, do these grades, then there will never be a time where the, the, there's a grade that's consistent on that card, like on a specific card or, you know, um, that's why I think like technology and software and, and, you know, imaging and, and all that stuff, what HGA are doing is is so important and that's why them being a pioneer to come into this space to push the other grading companies to go down that route is good for the hobby because having an, uh, someone grade something by eye in the 21st century, and I always say this, Doma, where freaking rocket ships are landing themselves, although it blew up on, on landing, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me that uh, we're still grading by eye. It really doesn't, you know? And that's why I like what HGA has done. And I love that they've come into this space because they've pushed the other grading companies to be better and, you know, upgrade their technologies to allow for more consistent and consistent, yeah, more consistent grading and grading outcomes. So until they PSA, and we're going to just say PSA because look, BGS, who knows what the hell's going on with that company. But PSA, until they come out and say what their extent of their software, technology, gentlemen, how that sort of is factoring into their grading, whether that's like a pre-grade and then, you know, the, the, someone looks over that by eye and sort of gives it the okay uh, on the on the grade. Um, and that's that helps. Uh, it would probably help quicker see the the lesser grades uh you know it'll be like oh gentleman says oh this card looks really good then you get a grader to look over it whereas you know off the bat could be like oh this is definitely an eight or lower so then you know the grader can have a look at it quickly yeah it is you know it's whack a eight on it um look i put another card down there or oh, gentleman says this looks really good grader looks over it double checks it does a bit of due diligence maybe if it's a very very expensive card spends an extra couple of minutes on it gives it the okay you know we don't really know where in the process that gentleman is being used how it's being used i don't know i haven't heard anything anyone out there if you have uh, on any podcast heard old nat turner say anything about it heard psa say anything about it not sure if they've gotten to that point that they're using it fully so i still think they're doing it by eye 
um, let us know. Let us know. Uh, but until that point is, it will still be so many inconsistencies in grading. And I, I really want someone to send, you know, 20 cards to HGA, crack every single one and send them all back. And if they get the exact same grade, I mean, that would be amazing. That would be unbelievable. Now, if they come back and they're 0.5 off some of them and things like that, I don't know how alarming that would be, but it would be uh, it would just be an interesting test. And if, if someone's got uh, a bit of uh, cash to blow, please do it because I'd love to see it and make a YouTube video out of it because I'll tell you what, it'd get you a lot of views. Fuck yeah, it would get you a lot of views. So it's not a bad idea if you want some clout. Even yeah, do yeah. it with 10 cards. Sources ever. He's gone. He's clouding all over the place, giving people gone rogue, ideas. Yeah, gone rogue. He's gone rogue. He really has. Uh, I'm going to put this out there. If you're not following them, all right, on Instagram, I'm going to tag them. And they're slowly becoming one of my favorite info slash meme pages. Next to, obviously, our, one of our favorite, the meme, James, clearly. But the sports card era has been putting out some absolute fire content. I'm not going to lie. Absolute fire content. Been loving what they're doing. And it was a graphic that they put up that wasn't a meme. Uh, and they've told it cards are dead. Uh, as everyone keeps saying, it's, it's dropped off. It's dead. It, it's starting to pick up now, clearly, because the national. So, But funnily enough, in the last two weeks, we've had... The Jordan rookie sell for an all-time high of 840K USD. We've had this week the Blast Toys Wizards of the Coast test card. So it's Blast Toys on the front, Magic the Gathering on the back. In a CGC 6.5 slab going for 216,000 USD. And then just yesterday we had a Khabib Nagamana made of <laughs> one on one Prism Auto selling for 47,000 USD. So, some massive inroads being made in like that UFC department. Uh, the Pokemon one, it's an error card, a uh, test card. So, but the sales are there. And that's not to mention all the private sales that we know jack shit about that are selling for big dollars. That's other uh, cards on auction houses. It's just ridiculous on Heritage and PWCC and uh, Golden. So the health of the hobby really is, I reckon, it's there. It's still there. We're going to see it this week more than ever. We've got the National. It start started today. Well, today here in a couple of hours, it'll be starting, I'm pretty sure, over in the States. Massive. It's going to be huge. You're going to see so much content. You are going to get so bombarded if you're not there, that you're going to be like, where do I start? There's going to be lives on consistently. There's going to be content put out on YouTube, content on social media across the board. It is just going to be insane, absolutely insane. So one last shout out to the sports card era and one of the the posts that they did, one of my favorite, uh, if I might, I might add, it was very early on. Uh, here it is. I'm going to share it up on the page, on the on the stream. <laughs> he, so he tagged us in this with a whole bunch of other people as well. 
But uh, he goes, if you're still posting about cards in 2021, congratulations, you have survived the purge. The easy money people have moved on to their next failed venture. Others discovered cards. Uh, others discovered cards weren't for them. That's okay. For the rest of us, the hobby is forever. He's tagged Ken Golden in there, which is fine. But I love that. It's like we had this mini purge. Everyone said, sell out a card to shit, blah, 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 whatever. That's it. Because like we said, all those people that came in for the quick flip, times got tough. It became harder to flip cards. People want here and now. They don't want tomorrow. They don't want a week's time. They don't want a month's time. They want here and now. Couldn't, they couldn't, couldn't get here and now. Send all, send all your base prisms and uh, pretty much print money with PSA and their $8.50 grading fee, $9 grading fee. It. comes back as long as it's a nine and above. You're printing money. Uh, you can't do that anymore. Uh, you can't. You don't, you don't got cloggers sending all the, 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 the vet. The vets from Mosaic, from Optic, from all, all the Optic, all the variants from every freaking set, uh, all the you know the the star vets and clogging up PSA for nine dollars a pop, ten dollars a pop, and then getting them back and flogging them off. You know it's hard. You can't do that anymore because you know you can't really you can't send anything. Well, you're going to send it to the SGC and get it back and not make any money, even if you bloody get a ten. And so uh, time got tough, and uh, the tough stuck it out. And the, the ones that was like, shit, this is too difficult, uh, they moved on to the next venture. That's with, uh, that's with everyone. That's with everyone. Content creators, investors, everyone. That's everyone. I'm putting a generalization on the hobby with that. And if you've seen the inactivity in the two, three months that there's been dips in prices and you've seen those people are nowhere to be seen, like – that literally says everything because once the national's done and then if there's a massive run-up on cards again, you will see those people come out of the woodworks or you'll see them come out of the woodworks this week because they've either gone to the national or they're making content because the national's on to be like, oh, I'm back relevant and I'm back in it and I'm back doing this and I'm back doing that. So... We wish everyone all the best, and I definitely wish the sports card era all the best as well. It is a growing account. Definitely go follow them. He's doing his best. They, they've flown up in uh, followers since I started following them, I think a couple of days ago, at around 48 followers. They're up to 71. He's doing a great job. So consistent content is the key, uh, and it is card content, memes, and market news. So check them out. They are doing a sick job. All right, Sauce. Another one. Matty Campbell, I'm telling you, he was, he was on fire tonight and he sent us a fair few things uh, in our group. And I'm going to partner this up with our good friend Shano. So Shane Panther, that Moneyball Card School podcast as well, Talking Cardboard podcast he also does. So Matty says, should companies we've, – we've mentioned this before, but I think we will touch on it again. He goes, should companies promote their long-term experience graders – so do some profiles on them and promote cards that that these people have graded, like a like the Luca four point six million dollar card, and say we have the best, most experienced grasp, experienced graders. So come grade with us. Give some examples. He says. I'll tell you one thing: Golden would have been cut that they didn't, they didn't have their hands on the the Jordan that sold two weeks ago. For 840k, you know what I mean. They would have been cut on that. Auction houses would have been cut that 
the Luca was a private sale. You know, they would have loved to have that. But when it comes to the grading companies, PSA's done what they've had to do now. So they're done. Like they don't have to market themselves anymore. They're established, they're market leader. But for other other people, well, other people being, i.e., Beckett, you know, with these big sales, I would be riding the tidal wave for as long as possible, mate. Have a look at this card. It's a BGS this. Look how much it's sold for. This is the highest in the market for this type of card. But I would be riding it like crazy. I'll be riding it like crazy. Mate, I'd be, you know what I'd be doing, Source? I'd be pulling all my strings with Panini, whatever. I'd be pulling all my strings. I'd be flying out, mate. I'd fly out the person that bought that card and literally try and get them a meet and greet with the superstar on that card. That's what I'd be doing. Just doing some crazy shit, some crazy marketing, just so people are blown away like, oh, what the hell? Like we saw Tom Brady today. He posted that someone sent him that dual auto Brady Montana card. Yeah, that was sick. That's a sick card. Just imagine the person had that and it, it was graded. But just imagine he had that and he bought that and they hit up Tom and go, hey, listen, so-and-so's got this card and we know that you lo- like your idol was uh, Joe Montana. We want you to meet it. Like we're, you're Beckett or you're a grading company. As if you're not going to pay Tom Brady. Mate, whatever you paid Tom Brady in royalties for just doing the meet and greet, not for anything, you've made that person's freaking life that's bought the card, for example. You know, he's got to meet, that person's got to meet an idol of theirs. You've paid Tom Brady. Who gives a shit you paid Tom Brady? What are you going to make? The prime he's going to be tenfold on that, mate. If you really put money into your marketing, what happens post that would be unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Who cares what you spend? Mate, Tom Brady would be like, he'd probably, he'd probably turn around and say, yeah, I'm free, freaking off season. You know, we've got the new Tom at the moment. He would have been like, yeah, right, just fly him out. I'll meet him, meet and greet, whatever. Let's get some photos. Thanks for coming. But back to yeah. the original uh, statement, which no, was but that's about, what I'm saying. about, no, no, about the, the about the grading. Yeah, about yeah, but it was talking about the was it talking that's about the, the grader? Grader? It's yeah, it's the grader grading that card, and then how they would promote that as we've got the best graders. You you can't put graders in the spotlight, like you source. can't, you can't, you can't because they, they yeah, make one you, error. That's it. Yeah, Your business is that's cooked. exactly right. Yeah. No, they make one error, but also, you know, unfortunately, we live in this world of social media. Uh, maybe that person has an account; they might get threatened whatever it might be so look you you just can't do that uh, unfortunately but what you can do is what you are saying is play Mm -hmm. on the fact that those sales in that slab in bgs's case are massive and then you know do some marketing around that like just be more savvy but you know it's bgs so they ain't gonna do shit let's be honest even though we give them some giving them some some ideas uh, we think they're valid. We think they're good. Uh, I don't know what they're doing down there because they don't really tell us anything. So, yeah, look, I don't expect much from a company like BGS. Um, I think, I think you know, I think a company like HGA would do something like that. I think, you know, they're, they're probably more. HGA started to do that source, yeah? Like with their partnership with LTB, like 
the boys like Cage and Goldberg have been interviewing past players. You yeah. know, they interviewed the, the cast of the Sandlot, the film. Yeah. You know, they've they've opened that up to their consumers, you know, to be like, we're able to get these people for LTB and they're literally combining their consumers with the consumer of the LTB podcast and combining it. So those people that may not have known Cage or Goldberg are in watching this going, oh, these guys are conducting it really well-run podcast. It's like, oh, do these guys have card-related content? And, you know, it hops back and forth. That's how partnership works. So they've got access and they're doing stuff like that. I'm not saying PSA doesn't get people out and, you know, they probably will. It's The National is a good good time to have all this stuff planned and have it ready to go. Like, uh, I should go on to Beckett's Insta. Surely they've got some shit running besides on-site grading. That, like... Beckett grading. Yeah, look, we, we don't know. We, we we don't expect much from them, do we, Yoma? Let's be honest. They uh, yeah. At least who they got here? They got someone here. Steve Grad. I'm not sure who that is, so I'm not going to make a comment. But Steve Grad, they've got at the National. So not really a whole bunch of bunch of stuff happening really to be honest but anyway i would i just market the, the the card i'll really push that hard like that's what that's my thoughts on it uh last one we had from our oh, last two actually that we had from some of our fans and some of our friends is from shano as i said this is a good one for you, Sauce. I know you, I mentioned this to you pre-show and you were all over it. Vet patch auto over a player's RPA. Why do we play insane? Why do we pay insane values for player worn when we can wait another year and get game worn? Yeah, I like it. I, like, I don't I don't get it. Mate. And in this case, in terms of uh 2021 and probably 2122, uh it's just it's literally just a uh, cut up jersey and put in there. It's not even worn, touched by the player. It's just a piece of fabric in there. Um, whereas you know the next release twenty uh twenty one twenty two uh will be you know if you want a James Wiseman, if you want a Patrick Williams, if you want an Edwards, Lamelo, we don't even know what's going on. Um, it will be game worn. Because they would have had jerseys from their first season that would have been given to Panini uh, to make cards. So I'm with Chano on this one. I I, I don't get it. Uh, I also don't. I also don't get paying the absurd prices for. You know, I mean, what was the card I seen today? Some. It was. It was. Look, I get it. Was a one of one. It was a one of one. Jordan Poole, you know, card went for like a thousand USD. I get it. It was a rookie, one of one, thousand USD. But sorry, in fifteen years from now, Jordan Poole will be nothing more than a a, a good role player. He's not going to be a superstar. He's not going to be a top ten player, top twenty player. I don't get it. I, like I don't get it. Like you can go buy. You know, it's a thousand. That's a thousand US dollars. Think about what you can buy with a thousand US dollars. I'd rather go buy. You could go buy like 
a couple of Kyrie's on-card autos. You could go buy um, players who are more established. Let's say you can go. Um, you can go buy forty Shaq PSA eight rookies, tops rookies. Yeah, if 40. you want, if you like Shaq, you could <laughs> go, go buy. A, you could go buy a Shaq uh, auto, maybe two. So, look, I'm. I'm. Look, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure what what people are thinking. Uh, but I, look, I really do hope that people start wisening up over uh, these sorts of things, if you know what I mean, Dom. Like, there's no point going and speculating and, and buying the RPA of or an on-card auto rookie audio of, like, number 50 in the draft who's in the G League and it costs X amount of dollars. It's a number to 10. It costs, you know, $300 when you could go spend that $300 on... I mean, I freaking bought a, uh, a SGC 9.5 um, Kobe rookie card for $200, you know? Like, it doesn't make sense to me, man. Like, just oh, I, I think I think your money is better spent somewhere else. There's a lot of speculating on, on these guys, a lot of speculating. Uh, yes, uh, Cosmic, we do know that they are on, so we will, we will be rounding up the show soon. Uh, Australia versus Italy, he did uh, say in the comments, is on now. So if you haven't got it on, jump onto your 7 Plus app if you're here in Australia and uh, chuck it on because uh, that should be a good game. Italy, I've got Italy's, it on. Italy's all right. I've got it on here. Um, we might get to your last question next week, uh, Maddie, regarding uh, – Randolph's new grading company for Pokemon, the YouTuber. We'll discuss a bit of that next week. But we do have some do's and don'ts on eBay uh, for some new people coming into the hobby. Uh, if you're interested in stuff that Source and I look at when we do go there and we do purchase from them, uh, we'll try and go and give as much info. Uh, Source, if you if you if you want to start, you're the predominant one on eBay, always buying uh, your thoughts and do's and some do's and don'ts. Yeah, look, Dom, I'm trying to get the game up here so I can watch it at the same time. Um, yeah, look, some do's, uh, some don'ts is, I don't know, don't, don't be a flog. Don't be a flog when you when you're trying when you when you when you're trying to when you're trying to buy something off someone and they don't and they don't want to uh, it, 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 look. I've had a lot of I've had good experiences and I've had bad experiences on eBay. But eBay in general, unfortunately, if you want to move a card, that's where you, and you want to move it, you know, in a reasonable amount of time, that's the place where you need to go on. Uh, even though uh, we hate their fees, um, but look. Some uh, I'll start with do's. Do's would be definitely use the saved search feature. Save you a lot of time, especially if you're looking uh, for certain cards. Uh, make sure you're saving certain uh, searches. If you've got a, a few searches that you like, my, one of my favorite is PSA basketball. Another one is SGC basketball. Another one is CSG basketball, HGA basketball. Uh, I just put all them in there, go bang, 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 find all the basketball cards from those grading companies, and then, uh, you know, f- figure out uh, where I go from there. Uh, another do would be if you are bidding on an auction, make sure you check the bidding history. 
right? Make sure. It might not matter on uh, some uh, lower-end cards, but also you don't know. You don't know. I say that, but and I've seen some dubious stuff on every level of card. So if you are going to bid, make sure you check the bidding history. Look and see that there, it looks natural. It doesn't look like it's being pumped up. It's being shielded, as people uh, like to say in the hobby. Uh, that's important because if it is being shielded and you can see that, it's maybe one to stay away from because you end up paying overs more than you should. Um, so there's definitely some do's. Uh, and also another one is try try depict everything that's – if there's any issues with the card, make sure you say it because if you don't, unfortunately, 99% of people are gone. Well, not unfortunately because it is you as a seller. You should be disclosing that. I'll say that. But 99% of people are going to refund it. Um, now, in, I've had an experience – Dom, I don't know what I told you about, uh, was I had a slab Charizard card that uh, was uh, graded as CGC. And uh, CGC 9.5. And it had a slight little crack right on the bottom of the slab. I had no idea it was there. These came direct from CGC uh, to me. I took photos of them all when I got it. You couldn't even, you can barely see it. Like you got to, you got to hold it up in the light. You got to like, look at it like that. You're like, is it there? Isn't it there? It's there. Right. I didn't disclose that. Right. I didn't even know it was there. Right. I'll be honest with you. And the seller asked for a refund. That's fine. Whatever. I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Uh, gave him a refund. Um, went ahead and gave him a refund Ended up uh, nearly losing the card as well because uh, he, he contacted eBay and eBay said, oh, yeah, the seller's giving you a refund. Uh, and he asked them, oh, you know, uh, what do I do with the card? And they said, well, you can keep the card. Uh, it's all good. The seller said it's fine. I did not say it's fine. I had actually paid for a return shipping label, so I disputed that with eBay. Anyway, it came back. Uh, I got the card back, which uh, was good for me because the Russell would have been out of pocket. But definitely disclosing information about the card even if it is if it is slabbed even if you can see visible damage on the card under the slab although it's got a number on the top and that tells people the quality of the card sometimes if there's a visible ding corner something that's you know obvious disclose it because it's going to save your hassles later on because at the end of the day if there's a dispute with ebay you'd be like well you know what he's complaining about it but i've told him about it i put a picture there a close-up what do you want me to do? Like, it's not my fault. It's his fault for not, you know, reading the description of the, of the thing. And you might have more case with um, eBay. Some don'ts. Um, Doma, look. Don't put, don't put uh, PSA. This is a PSA 9 Matisse Libel RC prison card, question mark, PSA 10. Yeah. Don't put that shit. Don't put that crap. What it's slabbed as is what it's slabbed as. If the person buys it and they want to crack it and re-slab it and they think it's a 10, they can make that up for themselves. Don't do stuff like that. Don't trust accounts that have zero feedback. That yeah. could be a big problem. Uh, don't put your final bid in on cards with a minute left. You're not going to win yeah. the auction. Yeah. The do for that is sniping it. Try within the last five seconds, get your bid in and put an irregular last number. Last three Saucy, seconds, Doma. Saucy to, to last me. three 
three seconds and always, you know, if you're thinking, if you're thinking to bid 85, bid 93. If you're thinking to bid, you know, 150, bid 163, right? Always bid a little bit over than you're more willing to pay. If your number's 150, never bid 150 because everyone thinks 150. Bid yeah. 164.50. 165 or 166, you know, you always need, you always need to add, you know, if the last comp on that card is 150 and you really want that card, maybe you should be looking to put a number like 172 if you really want to win the card. And this is one was something that I actually struggled. You know, I was like, the card's 150. I don't want to pay more than 160, you know, $10 over the last comp. But in reality, too many people think like that, and then there's one savvy person that goes, well, I just want the card. I don't really care if I pay $20 over comp. I'm confident in the card. I'm going to add an extra $22 over the last comp, and that guy always wins it. And I was like, I want to be that guy. And I noticed what they were doing, and I noticed that, hey, they were just like bidding $20, $25 over comp, but always you know, ending on like an odd number. You know, Auction's ending at $173.90. I'm like, what a random number to end at. And I'm like, hang on, maybe I should bid like that. And I think that that's, a, that's very much how the sniper works because you put like your max bid at $200 on that card and it will keep bidding up to that. But it doesn't, it doesn't just, you know, it, it bids that random number that you put. So oh, Savvy... You know, savvy auction, auctioneering, or whatever you want to call it, or bidding. Sorry, um, would be to, you know, bid an odd number. I always say bid an odd number. Never bid an even number. Never bid a, a five. Never bid a zero. Never. Right. Always bid an odd number. Whether it is, yeah. Oh, that's that's my thing. Always bid an odd number, or not an odd number, but an odd number in the sense of like not one eighty five or one ninety or 200, 205, 210. Like if, you, if your number's 210, bid, as I said, 217. Like I'll something like that. Two, I put like 217, 33 cents, bro. I, I just Mate, you, that's what like I mean. That. Shit like that. And you never know. You might win it on that 33 cents. Yeah. It's happened to me before, Doma. And I've won yeah. so many auctions on like adding cents on there. You know, Legit. like you wouldn't think of it. Like, so that, that, that's a tip. Another do definitely is. Because a lot of the cards you probably will be buying will be overseas, states most likely. Uh, set up a ship my cards account. That's a that's that's a do uh, to mitigate any costs. You don't want to be paying forty bucks, thirty bucks per card to ship it back when you can completely mitigate the cost completely. So you would drop the 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 price in half by the time you get it to your ship your cards and ship it back to you. It'll be half the price. So that's a definitely a do. Uh, obviously, building relationships with these people, whether it's on your sh- social media, a lot of them have an eBay store. So build the relationships with them. You'll be able to go and do wheel and deal with them on best offer. The best offer feature is great. Um, always offer. If they've got an offer feature, always, always offer. offer. Always but offer. As we say, do your research. Yeah, Don't best offer it. And what their first counter is, you go, oh, shit, yeah. That's ten dollars cheaper than what the card's listed for. You know, people selling way over comps here yeah, to make you go, "Oh, yeah, he's selling it for X amount cheaper." That's a good deal. Like, don't think like that, because more often than not, that price that he just gave you is probably still fifteen dollars 
over comps. You know what I mean? And he's trying to rot the person. He wants to set the new comp at this high. So just do your research. We say that all the time, but that's the main thing. There are a few things. If we do think of more, uh, we will definitely uh, bring them up on uh, future podcasts. If anyone's got any comments about it, uh, chuck it in this in the comment section and we can elaborate as well. Otherwise, Source, we'll move on to a, the few final things before Source is smoky. All right, so just quickly, National, we wish everyone all the very best. Uh, we appreciate the love that we've received from different accounts. Really, they wanted us to be there uh, at the National this year. Unfortunately, we can't. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, also, Tyson Beck dropped his Paddy Mills, Josh Green uh, release on his website during the week. Head on over. You can still get some base cards. They're limited. So very good purchase. I just bought a Paddy Mills last night. Hobby Hangout coming up September 12th. All going well. Very positive signs. Uh, we're looking forward to that event. They also announced their event in Brisbane. Uh, so in the you know, smaller contingency over in Brisbane, very, very passionate uh, people in the hobby. So they're your guys like Rip and Collect, you know, so they're doing some great stuff and they've got their Coach Carter podcast as well, which is doing very well. So we look forward and we wish them all the best in Brisbane. Uh, and that's pretty much it, Source. Obviously, as we said, uh, we interviewed uh, Cage on the weekend. It was an awesome podcast. Go back, have a listen, have a laugh because there was definitely some shit that we said in that podcast that was <laughs> just well and truly off the script. As as you know, we like to digress a lot in this podcast and go in different avenues. So Saucy, without further ado, a Saucy Smokey, if anything. Yeah, look, yeah, no, no, I've got one. I've got one. And if, if you did uh, listen to the podcast with Cage, uh, I mentioned it. It was a guy I talked about. It's an NFL play, and I've I've talked about this guy before. And I think, except for a big season, uh, uh, his team have made some moves. They've he sort of sucked it up a bit, and rightfully so because he he's he's GM, the coaching staff. They weren't didn't have his best interests at heart. This guy is a top five QB in the league. Uh, he's already got a chip. He's already got an MVP. So. You know, it's not like you're buying a, a prospect. You're buying an established guy, and uh, this guy is. I'll bring him. I'll bring up the. Uh, I'll bring up the chart. Uh, obviously, courtesy of uh, Card Ladder, and uh, we did give out a, a free one year subscription with our one thousand follower giveaway. Uh, here he is, Russell Wilson. I spoke about him. I spoke about. Now, this is the tops card. Now, there's a few different cards you can go for. This is this is just the tops paper uh, paper card. This is in the last six months. Previous high at five fifty. Now down as low as two eighty two. Um, you can also, if you don't, uh, as I say, you buy what you can afford. You can get a PSA nine in this. I only got a pop of sixteen hundred. PSA nine last sold for seventy six. Right, so not too bad. The BGS nine point five. If you can find one, there's not that many on the market. Only two hundred seventy seven. Uh, last sold under one hundred and fifty. Right, there was a few there that sold uh, not that long ago, actually. What, just uh, two weeks ago, 120, 130. All right, so not too bad. Then this is the other card. So there's a few different cards you can go get. Now, 
this is the Topps Chrome. Obviously, the Topps Chrome is more, more sought after. There's only 1,048 in the pop. Uh, this is the, the stands in the background. This is this is the card you want, right? You, this is the, the imaging you want. You want the Topps. Uh, there's, there's a few. Oh, look, I bought. There's another one I bought. I don't think they have it here on Card Ladder. Uh, I should have I should have bought it. It's downstairs uh, in in my room, but I I could I should have bought it up so I could show everyone. But I, I bought a, a different one. I can't remember the, the set name. I just liked it because it was like a refractor version. Um, so it was nice. But once again, do your research. Uh, get on there. I'm showing you the data of the last six months. Card data gives you the last three months, so I can show you what the three month graph looks at. It still looks good for you, even if you're able to get that free data. Look down thirty six percent in three months, but if you extend that out to six months, it's only down 23% because it did rise up and then came back down. If you go what if you go one year, the card is still down over the year. Now look, this is the previous highs there when it led up into that football season. Look at that, Doma. Fifteen hundred, you know, around fifteen hundred dollar mark, you're getting that card today for five hundred bucks. Wow. Right? So that's the PSA 10. We'll have a look at the PSA 9. PSA 9s were up around $300 mark, $300, $350. Now today, PSA 9, $162. Uh, maybe you get a steal for $150. Not too bad. There's only a thousand, less than $1,500. Now, look, I've said, I've compared that to, you can compare that to Burrow. You compare that to Herbert. You can compare that to Tua. By the time those prison base cards go through, their base cards go through and, and get spit out by PSA, the pop on them could be well up over 10,000. Literally, Doma. This, even a PSA 9 only has under 1,500, and a PSA 10 has just over 1,000. So not only is it a card of a guy who's established, got an MVP, got a championship, but it's also low pop which is what you want. And it's a play if you want to make a play for the season and, and sell it on the lead up to the season, the hype and, and flip it, make some money. Uh, that was, that was, that's my play with some Lamar Jackson cards that I bought. This is, this could be a play. If you, if you are no interest in collecting Russell Wilson, me on the other hand, I think Russell Wilson, I don't think he ends his career at Seattle. I think he goes, moves on from Seattle at some point. I think I call him the LeBron James of the NFL. He just doesn't miss games. He spends over a million dollars a year on his health. Uh, he's just always fit. Um, touch wood. Hopefully that's the same this year. And he just turns up for his team. And I think at one point there's going to be a team that are in that championship window that are just going to go, you know what? He's a good QB is the last, um, you know, piece of the puzzle. Yeah, he was uh, the favorite to win the MVP, as Maddie said here in the comments uh, halfway through the season last year. He started on fire, Maddie, and that's what I mean. There's a good possibility the same thing happens, and you go, "Hey, I picked this up for five hundred bucks. It gets up to twelve hundred, fifteen hundred. Out the door you go. You leave it. What you do, you leave it in your ship my cards, right? You leave it in your ship my cards. You get the images originally from eBay where you bought it from. You screenshot it, crop out the thing so it looks like a new image you've taken, and you list that back up on eBay." from ship my cards and you get ship my cards to send it directly at them or you send it to star stock get it on the fast pass leave it in your star stock right bang starts off beautifully boom it's gone no returns no nothing that's why you love star stock so if you're looking for that quick flip it's a great great play in my opinion so i think this is something to look at now is the time look at that graph it went down 
had a bit of a spike. I spoke about how people were being smarter, they're buying, but then I think people realized, shit, it is really, really far out. Not worried about it. NBA playoffs came. People sort of forgot about it a bit because it went back up again, Dom, to a thousand mark. Then now it's gone back down to that 500 mark. So this is the time to buy this card. If you can't afford this one, as I said, definitely buying the uh, tops paper, the paper version was a bit cheaper, uh, but that still had the opportunity to rise up around the $500 mark. But uh, the, the Chrome is obviously more, more sought after. And then other than that, there is, uh, I mean, if you really got the dollars, you can go get the gold version. But uh, 2012 gold. Is, is that numbered? I thought it was numbered. It's, maybe it's not. Anyway, that's that's the play, Doma. Russell Wilson. Oh, okay. Very nice. Sauce is smoky. Done and dusted. All right, Sauce. We're finished. Uh, we'll go and watch the Boomers taking on Italia. And Nico Manion's actually playing very, very well at the moment. Uh, the Golden State Warriors guard. So we'll wrap it up. Bye for myself and the great man source. Keep living, loving, and breathing sport. This is double coverage. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots. Double curve.